Hey, how's it going? This is Ben Krimis, and you're listening to the Gym Business Podcast. Welcome to the Gym Business Podcast, where you get insights, tips, tricks, and tactics to open your own gym or grow your existing fitness business in just 10 minutes a day. And now your host, Ben Krimis, founder and CEO of Strong Together Fitness and Achieve 24 Fitness. All right, how's it going, everyone? So I'm coming to you today. We're going to go over step four on how to open your own gym in 90 days. I already have 83 clients and even be able to open it for free and with free rent. Um, So I'm over here driving from uh, Elmwood Park, New Jersey, heading home. Uh, Busy day. It's uh, pretty excited. I got a big network network meeting this morning, a bunch of staff training all day, got a bunch of funnels done. Uh, It was great, pretty solid. So I'm nice and fried now. Looking forward to just cruising home, do this podcast, uh, make a couple more calls. It's going to be great. So uh, anyway, back to back to business. Step four. So step four in the uh, in opening up your own gym is definitely going to be into the world of location and the leases. So um, I don't know. You know, the, this is probably going to be one of the uh, uh, longer podcasts maybe. I don't know. Maybe it won't be that long. But you know, it's definitely one of the most important steps. I mean, the the lease is the biggest thing you're going to invest in. Um, it might even beat your payroll sometimes, uh, especially if you're going like lean and it's just you know one or two employees. It could easily be more than your payroll. Um, you know, it's it's real serious. I mean, you can go bankrupt on a bad lease um, for sure. You know, if the business doesn't work, or you grow and you need to get out, things like that. So. You need to be able to know what you're getting yourself into, be an adult about it, and be smart about what you're going to do with that lease because um, it's with you for a long time. You know, you have a lot of security involved. You are signing a two to five year lease, um, so it's it's pretty serious. I mean, these things could easily get up to half a million dollars in in revenue, and landlords are the worst. I mean. Excuse me. I mean, sometimes, you know, not all of them, I guess, but sometimes they'll just sign deals that they know are bad and they'll plan on liquidating people. I mean, it's it's crazy. So uh, it's it's a pretty ruthless world with those guys. I mean, they'll just they'll just count on you not making it, then they'll liquidate you for all the past debt you owe, and then they'll sell your equipment. It's it's crazy. But anyway, I don't want I don't want to start on a bad bad note like that. But you should know that it's scary. So. Um, so as far as leasing, I mean, that's something that I kind of specialize in. Um, you know, I've done a lot of my own leases. I've looked at you know, hundreds of leases myself. I've helped people with leases. Um, so, you know, it's, I'll just run through a couple of steps. Um, you know, one of the first things is don't fall in love. I and mean, you probably have heard this one before and it just needs to be reminded again. It's, it's just a location I mean, you can't get super connected to it and think, all right, this is the place. I got to do whatever the landlord wants because I really need it. It's the only place it's going to work. You know, just take a big breath, relax, move on, look for another place. Like you got to have, make sure that lease works for you 100%. You don't just go and sign anything. But, um, and one of the things that, um, I try to look for is what I call, um, you know, like main street signage and warehouse space. So that's what I think is the ideal gym location. And I'm always looking for, you know, I'm always looking for those one in the hundreds where I can just put a slam dunk in. And 
what that would look like is, you know, where you have, um, let's say like a big pylon sign or some, any kind of signage on a busy highway. And then off to the side or behind it is some industrial space. So there might be like a strip mall up front and then behind that strip mall that is paying all that, you know, $30 a square foot is behind that is a warehouse or maybe there's a uh, above the strip mall area or there's a lower level in the strip mall um, those are what you really want because you, now you have the signage on that busy road but your space is actually way in the back so a lot of those strip mall retail units they don't like that that kind of space so um, they'll take the expensive front and then leave the back you know nice nice for everyone to you know, get in uh, much cheaper. So you get those warehouse rates and the retail signage. So that's what we're really looking for. Um, I would take your time on looking at the demos and the population, business, the competition, your naming, all that kind of stuff. I mean, location is everything. You know, you need to have that pretty dialed in how many people you think it'll take you to be successful in that market you know is it 50,000 is it 75,000 25,000 what is it you know how many of your people um, are in that you know so you know are you could be doing youth athletics you know how many how big is that market how many are in there is that going to be you know in, enough for you to to grow and, and make yourself a, a, a solid career I mean same with you know, you'd be teaching parents or older people, you know, just general fat loss. Like, look, you know, it doesn't matter, but it's just you need to make sure that there is enough people in there. A common mistake that I see people make when they go into these leases is um, to just think that they'll do better. So, like, all right, there's two gyms in the area, but personally, I think they both suck. I'm just going to do better. It's just like the worst way to think. First of all, that's your professional opinion, right? But, you know, there's look at planet fitness i mean that's like the worst gym ever but the place is publicly traded and just absolutely crushing it you know no one's going to put them out of business but you can definitely do better right but you know it's it's a mute point you, know, you need to have market share available in there um and a good a good plan of attack um so some things to to kind of look out for are one is just making sure you have good signage you know so let me back up there's one time inside of this entire lease negotiation process where you're going to be able to negotiate the lease and that's before you sign it you know every single detail needs to be in writing for that lease so you know don't listen to them when they say oh noise isn't a problem make sure it's in writing don't listen to them when they say yeah you'll have enough parking spots make sure that parking is in writing and what is yours and what's not yours all in the lease um you know, making sure that the signage is in the lease. So you want everything you can in there. I mean, another thing is um, to put in is contingency. So um, that a contingency, you know, if, uh, anyone who doesn't know exactly what that is, it basically an example would be um, I'll sign the lease contingent upon my construction documents being approved. So they're really great because they allow you to take action on a lease especially if there's multiple parties looking at it, but have yourself protected if things don't work out throughout your due diligence. So you'd say, you know, I'll uh, take this lease, I'll sign it, everything's good, contingent upon my sign approvals, contingent upon my certificate of occupancy being passed by the town, contingent upon my $50,000 financing coming through. You know, so you can play with all of these contingencies. So, of course, all landlords are different. Some people will accept them some won't you know there's pros and cons to all of these guys i mean that's that's another thing to think about so 
you know, there's benefits to dealing with big time landlords and then there's problems, right? So typically if you walk up to a strip mall, you know, you got the realtor and you don't really meet the owner. Maybe you meet the owner for, you know, one quick meeting. Um, they have all these, maybe they have multiple strip malls. I mean, that, that group is pretty professional. So you'll be able to request some pretty cool stuff. So it's not uncommon to get four months of free rent, six months of free rent. I, I've never signed a lease that got less than three months, I'm sorry, less than four months of free rent with a, a health club lease. So, you know, traditionally, I mean, I've heard it and I've seen it still, but I don't see everyone doing it. So I'm hesitant to say, but kind of the the rule of thumb on uh, commercial build out is one free month per year of rent. So if you sign a 10 year lease, you should get 10 months of free rent. So that's basically how it works. Five year lease, five months of free rent and etc. So that's what you'll go in for. And it kind of lines up because you'll be doing your pre-sale during that time, right? So follow me. So you, you'll come in, you'll do your pre-sale. You'll be signing people up like crazy. Let's say you get five months of free rent. You do 90 day pre-sale. Your facility gets built within the 90 days and then you open and now you still have two months of free rent where the money's just rolling in. Come on, right? It's a free gym. It's a free gym. It's amazing. And um, so, but working that, that stuff in there, it's, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people and, and talked to them about their lease and they didn't get one month of free rent. Insane, insane to me. I mean, the easiest way to do it is just to say to the landlord, I need to get free rent because I'm running the pre-sale. You know, um, I'm building the gym. I'm not going to pay rent while I'm building a gym out. So it just makes perfect sense. But anyway, so these strip mall guys, um, they've got big budgets. I mean, they've got accounts with millions and millions of dollars in it. And they are totally okay. And it's normal conversation for them to build what's called a vanilla box. So it's going to be, you know, inside the gym, it's got, you know, the lights in. Nothing fancy usually, but just basic lights and all of the four walls are, are spackled and primed. So it's a white vanilla box, it's called. Um, and that's great because then all you do is go in there and roll down your rubber, paint, and you're open. You know, you can even, and these guys have those budgets, so the numbers work for them because they're looking at the long-term income coming in, so they'll invest up front. And uh, so you can even get them, I've got a, uh, I know a deal that I work with where they got an entire globo-sized gym, 13,000 square foot gym, completely built for them by the landlord. It's amazing. You know, so there's different deals where sometimes the landlord will just build it for you. And in that case, it was four showers in each bathroom, you know, 13,000 square foot place. It it was huge. And the landlord took care of the whole thing because he wanted a tenant in there. Um, So sometimes they'll build it and then build that rent into the lease. Sometimes they'll just build it and you can still get a low rent rate. Um, so it's all about that negotiating process. But the point is, is you can leverage it. And there's no way you should join, sign without getting any kind of conti- uh, uh, things back from the landlord. Uh, but so, yeah, I mean, uh, vanilla box, getting free rent, all that stuff. But those guys, they have a big budget, so you can get a lot more out of them, which is great. So, but in turn, they tend to be pretty strict. So if you default on that lease, you know, they're, they got teams, you know, like you're going to, you're going to get pretty beat up. I mean, you can do your best to not put a personal guarantee in there. That means that if the business, even if the business goes out, you still are responsible, but depending on how much experience you have and then the landlord and how much they're putting out, like all these factors that come in, um, it depends on, you know, if you're going to get that or not. 
But uh, but then let's say you reverse that. Let's say you're dealing with someone who potentially these are the worst guys to deal with. Uh, they own one building or they own two buildings, you know, and they have no money to give you a big build out. So they're not going to give you a vanilla box. They're not going to be able to give you upgraded HVAC. They're not going to be able to build you a locker room because they just don't have it. You know, they're just they own one building and they're not sitting on a million dollars in cash on just that project. I mean, I'm sure they're well off, right? They own the building and all that stuff, but sometimes they just inherited it. But um, these people are typically a major pain in the butt because they don't have anything else to do. <laughs> you know, so they're they're basically stopping by your business all the time. So, um, and what does that mean? I mean, does that mean it's bad? No, but it's just something you need to consider. Like maybe build it into the lease that they can't just stop by all the time or there's guidelines to it. You know, they need to tell when they're being announced and to the point where, you know, I remember one landlord I had, the guy would just walk into the gym. I mean, to the point where I had to accuse him of disrupting the business to get him to stop, you know, basically walking in, you know. Um, but in turn also, those are typically very cheap rents. So you're getting rent, I mean, you're getting slam dunk deals, you know, like half the market rate, a third of the market rate, because it's just so cheap. I mean, the building's usually, you know, because you have to invest all the money. So you're building the locker rooms, you're building, you might have to upgrade the HVAC, or you just deal with no HVAC in some cases. But, so it kind of balances out, so you're going to be saving a lot of money, uh, but you don't get that big vanilla box, you're probably not going to get all the traffic. So it's just like, uh, you know, give and take. You got to know who you're dealing with, and know kind of what kinds of problems will come up. Um, as far as uh, the building, I mean, I would make sure that your HVAC is covered by the landlord, the roof's covered. You want to have all of your your rent, uh, your electric and outlet all taken care of before you go in. I mean, all these like just just basic things that you don't want to get hit with some kind of big uh, HVAC bill when you come in there. But um, that's, that's, that's kind of the, the basics of it. You know, I, I talk a lot about leases, so if you just follow, look around, uh, you'll be able to find some more stuff. Just wanted to brush through it quick, but mainly here, what I want you to do is shoot for six months of free rent for every five years of lease. So you do that, I'm real happy. Send me an email, tell me it worked out for you. Um, but you wanna make sure to get that rent. Again, don't rush the process. You know, it's okay for a lease negotiation to take three months. It's just how it works sometimes because there's lawyers involved and there's multiple parties involved and there's partners involved. So everyone needs to put their two cents in. So just be patient. It's okay if it takes three months. That's not ideal. We don't want it. You know, when you look at the place, you have these visions and ideas of being in there in a week, uh, next week, two weeks, but it's just not realistic. It's going to be about three months. So just keep that in mind. Hunker down. Make sure you get your free rent. Try to get rid of the personal guarantee. Um, try to give yourself uh, a clause to get out of there. So there's some things. If you do do a personal guarantee, try to make it only be on base rent, not all the camps and taxes that are included. Uh, try to get a good guy clause kind of. So if you pay your rent on time, you can walk away. You know, you can cancel with like three months notice. Put a max penalty in there too. So let's say you do need to move or it's, God forbid, it's not working out. You know, you shouldn't get stuck with four years of bad lease. You know, maybe it, it caps at six months. So you just have to come up with a six-month payment to that landlord. You'll lose your deposit probably. And then you come up with six-month payment and then you're out. So that's, you know, things like that. Um, a really great, I mean, again, it, it depends on the landlord you're dealing with. Some of these are harder to get. But uh, one good, great one that I've seen that, I'll be honest, I've never gotten it approved. 
but uh, I really like it uh, is uh, a sales cap. So let's say you tell the landlord, like, all right, you know, if I don't make $30,000 in sales per month by 12 months in, then I can cancel my lease, you know, and they don't like that. It's, it's going to be, those are going to be pretty hard to get, but it's worth a shot to have all those different ammo. So maybe something will stick when you go in for all of them. Or if they take out one, you go for the other. But I tell you what, for sure, if you're dealing with one of those smaller landlords who only owns one or two buildings, these clauses, you could probably get put in all day long and make sure you're protected because they don't really understand the depth of what they're getting into. So you can put a, you know, a, a, a sales cap in there or a six month good guy in there. Uh, if their personal guarantee does go into effect, it's six months capped. Or it's also only replies to the base rent, not all the taxes and insurance and all that stuff. So that'll save you a considerable amount of money in the, you know, in the worst case scenario, you gotta get out of there. But and it happens, you know, life life changes, people get sick, people pass, unfortunately, you know. You grow maybe, maybe the business doesn't work, maybe you miscalculated something along the way, you didn't reach out and get some, some tips before you spent all this money on a business and rushed into a lease and just made a bad call. You know, and just deal with it. You know, you learn from it and you move on. You know, I've gotten, uh, I've signed some pretty bad leases early on. Luckily I survived them, but um, in one particular, I got burned so bad that I refused to, anyone I talked to ever let get into the same situation and refused to let myself ever get into that situation again but um so that's it so that's step four yeah we're going in about 18 minutes so uh i'm almost home i hope you enjoyed it and uh i'll catch you for step five coming up thanks so much for listening to the gym business podcast with your host ben Crimis. we'll catch you next time